Cool. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Proud Dads Presents podcast. It's me, Mr. Proud Dad himself, James Savannah, and I've got a really awesome guest on the podcast today, Councilman Henry Davis Jr. What is going on, my friend? What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Man, I'm real good. Your family yeah. living real? Family living well? Yeah, man. Everybody's awesome, man. We have no complaints. God has been good to us, man. Amen to that. So I wanted to bring you on in light of everything that we got going on. Well, sure. first and foremost, let's backtrack a little bit. You're a city councilman here in South Bend, Indiana, correct? Yeah, have been since 2008. I got elected when I was 25. I got sworn in when I was 26. Mm -hmm. uh, and here I am at 40 years old, you know, kind of sort of doing the same thing. Man, so you've been on the ground for a long time. I remember when yeah. I first moved to South Bend, you had just gotten into office. Uh, you yeah, were getting settled in, and I was like, you was ready to make a difference. Yeah, still am, man. I just slowed up a little bit since then. I, yes, sir. I slowed down just a tad bit, man. Right. But it's, but it's all good. Mm -hmm. So what got you into servanthood, into civil servanthood? Well, environment, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think it was environment. Yeah. It was paying attention to the outcomes. You know, we people talk about um, these issues that we're up against, like it's some type of like candy store item. Mm -hmm. You can choose this, you can choose that, you can get this, you can get that. It's kind of like what you um, put in something, that's what you're going to get out. And, and, and look, I, I believe in reaping and sowing, that, but that's not, you know, where I'm going with this. Um, the environment can predict the outcomes for the, those who live in that actual environment. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, when you want to talk about violence and they say, well, why is there so much violence over there? Well, I will say, well, because the environment is violent. Mm -hmm. You don't have a grocery store. You can't go to the school over in that area. The library has either is not there or is on limited hours. I mean, the quality of life is probably like terrible. So, I mean, what do you think you're going to get out of that? Right. And you have kids growing up in that type of environment. So, I mean, the environment itself, the, the atmosphere in that area is violent. And that's just what it is. You're going to get out, violence out of it. I uh, was, um, today, case of point, I went out and I drive around a district, you know, when mm -hmm. I get a chance to, like all the time, actually. And so I ended up on a corner of, uh, wow, what was that? I can't remember the street name. The street, it was Huey and something. Yeah. Uh, it could have been Huey and, and Kenwood or Huey and Bertrand, I'm not sure. But anyhow, there's some kids out there, you know, uh, selling uh, snow cones. So I, I purchased one from them for my son because he was with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I just talking to him and introduce myself to him and telling them what I do and, you know, just different things and even asking and creating a conversation with them. They were very clear about who they were in their environment and one one of the children or kids you know middle school eighth grade she's went to the eighth grade she said hey um they're always shooting around here she said they shoot all the time but i didn't get oh, used to it she said i didn't get used to it and you know right so <laughs> wow you get used to that type of atmosphere so hmm. She doesn't live over there by herself. She's there with her family. But there right. are other families that live over there. Mm -hmm. So if she's hearing, 
hearing it. The people next door is hearing it. The people down the street is hearing it. So they're experiencing that type of violence on their faces. So you're in the out of that area. Right. So that was some of my daily fun today. Listen mm -hmm. to a child tell me they are used to gunshots. <laughs> and it's wild that at, your, at such a young age that they begin to process and be okay. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing, being okay with the environment. The that, yeah, exactly. That's nuts. That's what I said. The atmosphere is violent. Don't call mm -hmm. the kids over there violent. It's the atmosphere. They have right. learned to exist in the atmosphere that you say is unfavorable, but right. they found favor in that violent atmosphere. So you can't mm -hmm. measure them with the same ruler you would measure the kids that are out there by Penn Harris Madison or, or you know, in outlining areas where there is more money. And, right. And yeah, right. You can't, you can't measure the two. Not exactly. The exactly. There's a different set of rules that come with each neighborhood. Yeah. The rules are vastly right. different. Yeah. So that's a good segue into the discussion that I wanted to have with you. Because uh, I know you're so passionate about the people. You're so passionate about the neighborhoods. And with everything going on, everybody is, um, they're ready to do something. And sure. when they get ready to do something, they don't always know what to do. So mm -hmm. I wanted to take some opportunity to pull somebody on that's been in the grind and on the grind and been in it to kind of help us organize and start pointing some directions and do some tangible things that we can do as community, community members um, that we can make an actual change in our communities um, and just not give in to everything that we're seeing on television, on the mainstream medias. Um, so I wanted to first ask, what kind of things can we do to organize ourselves, to come together and push stuff? You have to have the desire before you even begin that discussion you have to have a need and a want to do that. Mm -hmm. So when people talk about organizing and getting people together and placing them in, you know, some sort of room and they're going to come up with some type of agenda to, you know, conquer this task, people internally will have to have a, a, some type of like desire or a desire to even begin because this work is never ending. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very difficult. Uh, it changes like the wind changes. Right. And the truth about it is, is that you don't get to see the actual fruits of your labor until years out. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen immediately. So you have to, you know, feel like that you're invested into the process so that you can get that. But when you, whenever you get that, you know that it's not going to be anything immediate. So you're looking for, you know, uh, constant change. Um, you're looking for a foundational change. Mm -hmm. So if we are able to find, you know, people who have the desire, the next thing that, you know, it makes a lot more sense is, you know, getting around people who have been part of whatever change that you're trying to create or work on uh, to get some idea of where uh, you can position yourself. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't need to be an elected official. Right. Yeah. Right. So you have different roles, right? Okay. You have, so, 
what what's great for me is that now that I have been for so long, I have a group of people that I can rely on to make noise for me so that right. I can respond to the noise or they can say things that I would, I wouldn't dare say on camera, you know? Right. So we're, we have built a team, a system that allows me to be the councilman and they be the citizens, concerned yeah. citizens. We come, come together monthly to talk about different issues. I tell them what I need out of them. And they tell me what, Um, but you have to have that desire uh, to, to find that kind of thing. And then thereafter, you start working in your different lane assignments. Mm -hmm. um, no one lane assignment is bigger or less than the other. Right. Because you're working as a team to get to, you know, point, from point A to point B. Uh, so there's no big eyes or no small U's. It's right. us. Right. It's almost like a relay team on the track. Right, right. And, and it sounds really cliche-ish. It sounds really like, you know, third grade ish type discussion but those things are still consistent at the age of 40 as they were you know when i was 10 you know mm -hmm. so people have to like throw away whoever they think they may be and if they are something you still gotta throw that out because right. now you're work you're a part of a working organism to go and get something and it may be a lot of pain leading up to the prize but know mm -hmm. that you're working with a team to get to the prize and yeah. once the prize is achieved, we all got it. And no one can take it away from us. Right. Exactly. I, I love that. And what do you say to the people that think that it doesn't work? When you put it all together and you got your team going, what do you say to those that the system just doesn't work? I just challenge them on that. Try it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, try it. Yeah. I mean, your experience may be, you know, way different than mine, but I, I challenge you to try it. Uh, I challenge you to participate in it. And I'm not saying just what we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just Actually commit to it. You have to commit to it because it's a daily function. It's, it's every single day. Mm -hmm. And once you catch on to that momentum and that wave, it comes second nature, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. now, you don't even think about it. You know, I was talking to my wife yesterday. We were driving down uh, one of the streets and I was just talking about how the grass wasn't cut in a lot of these different lots that are empty. And I was like, well, you know, I got to catch up with code enforcement in the park department. And there are some trees that are down over, you know, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So she was looking like, and I said, you don't see that. And most people don't see it. Mm -hmm. You will feel it, right? Because you like, it's just kind of bad over here. You feel it, but you don't see it. Right. And I, you know, so I'm pointing it out and I said, well, see, that's my nature at this point. I catch that like really, really quick. Yeah. So, you know, it becomes a part of you if you keep at it. And, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. It's your environment. It's your environment. This is what you're sowing a seed into. And you want to reap the really, really good harvest. So it makes good sense for you to constantly till the land, right. water the make sure there's enough sunlight over there and keep repeating the process so you have a harvest. Man, that's a good analogy because not many people understand what goes into the harvest. They think you just 
plant the seed and walk away. <laughs> exactly. Work does go into it. Man, yeah. if you actually watch them farmers, they be out there day in and day out from Get dawn it, to dusk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and my work has proven to be work. You see how that's you didn't see, hey, that wasn't nowhere around, you know what I'm saying? When you talk about 2008, 2009, it wasn't like that. It, 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 it was jet no black. Man, it was jet black, man. <laughs> now, now I'm walking through here, man, you know, thinking about being Santa Claus this, uh, this, uh, this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> man, we don't want that, though. We don't want you to oh, go man, all gray. I, I ain't going for that, man. Man. I'm just in the house. Yes, sir. Man, but that's really good. It takes work and it takes a team of people to put in that work. Oh, so, absolutely. It's not a one-man show. Yeah. So what can people realistically expect? Like I follow a lot of groups on Facebook and Twitter and things like that. And I have my ears in the streets and people are always like, we need to get the mayor to push this legislation. We need to get the board to do this and that. What are like realistic expectations that some realistic could... expectations? Yeah, you thought in the wrong cat about realistic. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, because I'm, I'm gonna push it to the limit, yeah. right? My, my level expectation is what I can get out of this at this time at the most. Yeah, and if I get what I'm looking for, I'm getting more, I'm asking more, I'm demanding more. So, look, I would never put a cap on what you're allowed to get. Uh, I would never uh, put uh, some type of like whatever that is in a box. That, mm -hmm. That's not Henry. Yeah. I believe, look, and this is, this is Henry. Mm -hmm. I believe that God gave me dominion over the earth. I believe Amen. that he's given me uh, 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 leadership and control yeah. where I'm at in my space. Mm -hmm. And within that space and the time that he has given me to work, I got a sunset. I got a sunrise and a sunset, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to create whatever I so desire to create. That's what I believe. That's how yes. I walk. That's how I talk. That's how I go about my business. Yeah, yeah. Well, Henry, it didn't work out for you the time. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> right. And it may not happen the first two or three or four different times. Mm -hmm. But I have control over this. I believe mm -hmm. that, and I'm going about it the way that I know how so I can get what I'm looking for. So right. there's no cap to it is what I'm saying. There's yeah, yeah. nothing. I have fullness. I've been given that. Yeah. So say we have somebody that's like really on fire. What do they come to you for as opposed to somebody else? What do you mean? Coming to me for what? Like Yeah. So what does the what is the role of city council? Like if I'm in your district and I have a problem, do I go to you? Do I Yeah, go to... absolutely. You come mm -hmm. to me if you're in the first or the fourth district. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious, man. I, I serve the city, right? So yeah. yeah, we all have our individual districts to we're elected district, you know, why. Uh, but if a person has a problem that's in the sixth district, I tell them what's going on and I'll hook them up with their, you know, council representative. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I play the game because they ask me, you know, mm -hmm. I'm being paid, you know, to do this. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, so a person that's on fire and they want to come talk to me, Hey man, set me on fire some more. Let's burn yeah. it up. I, I, Cause I need the energy, you know, things yeah. can't become mundane on my end or I can lose the energy and just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
and that's with any job, you know, you, you can you get into a situation where you're kind of like, eh, I don't want to do this today. But, um, yeah, definitely, man. So if it's in my district, they want something, you, you call me, email me, whatever that is to communicate with me, and you yeah. talk it out. We talk it through, you know. It could be something as simple as a pothole in front of your house or the neighbor's trash can or wh- whatever that is, you know, mm-hmm. something that deals, deals with city services. And, and I'm on it. Yeah. And, and if it's something that, you know, I can share with you on how to get it done, I'm going to do that because I need you to be able to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want to do it for you, but you need to know the knowledge and the wealth. You need to share this knowledge and this wealth. So probably about two weeks ago, this young lady gave me a call um, because the lights were out where she lives. Okay. Uh, she lives in Washington, Dunbar. Uh, I think it's Washington, Dunbar apartments on the corner of Washington and Walnut. And so like the, the alley lights in that area are out. And that's like a, you know, some type of like high, high perceived area. Um, so it's probably good that the lights are on or stay on. And I, it was a simple fix. I need you to tell me what the numbers are on the pole. It should be a plate on the pole. Mm-hmm. And some, it'll be a letter, then some numbers follow, or sometimes it's just all numbers. Give me a picture of that, or just send it to me, the information I've asked for. And then I'm told, I said, I'm going to call it AEP. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to call them initially. We have a contact in the mayor's office. I'm walking her through this. That contact has a relationship. We'll get it done. Mm-hmm. She's okay. Send me the stuff. Done deal. You know, it took about close to a week, but it was a done deal. So, you know, those things happen and those things are supposed to happen. People need to know that they deserve more and also deserve better. So like the young girl that I was talking to earlier today about the gunshots, mm-hmm. you deserve better. Right. You demand better. You, you, you don't have to move here to go live somewhere better, to right. live better. You can live good here. Right. And I, and that's, that's the most insane thing. People leave areas because they feel like that they – have to go somewhere else to live better. No, mm. you can live better right here. Again, yeah. that goes back to what I believe about my environment and how I operate in my environment. Right. I can't allow somebody else to tell me in my environment, this is all you deserve. Right. You have to be insane to say something like that to me. Right. Because I'm not going to go show you that I can't. <laughs> I want to make you mad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I believe more in this than just, you know, okay, we got it done. I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. No, this is a constant thing. This is right. Constant. Taking pride in it. So, yeah, yeah. You were born and raised here, right? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Were you, uh, are you a LaSalle Lion? You better believe in 1997, baby. Man, yeah. I tell you, these LaSalle <laughs> Lions have like the most. <laughs> City pride I have ever seen in my every person I've come across. That's a little lion, lion. The lion pride, man. We came with it, man. You know, I drum line. I was on the drum line, play ball man. there, man. Whatever. That Scarlet and Black is still. I believe Scarlet and Black to this day, man. Yeah, man. With nothing else on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so y'all was the best high school in the city. 
Well, uh, it just depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, mm. to us, we were, absolutely. <laughs> you get yeah, all the yeah. other haters, and they talk about, man, you know, LaSalle, man, y'all wasn't nothing. But everybody wanted to be a lion. <laughs> everybody wanted to come over to our pet route. They wanted to come hang out of their games. I don't mm. care if we was playing football against Penn. They wanted to be at LaSalle game because we always kept it cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, did you always want to – be in politics or no. a servant? What did no. you want to do? I wanted to be an architect. Really? Yeah, I wanted to be nice. an architect. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I aborted that mission sometime in undergrad. I think it would be my third or fourth year in undergrad. Um, I just got into you know a struggle. It was internal um, mm -hmm. with myself about um, going to grad school. And, and spending that amount of time and money and then coming out making, I think it was like 40, 30, $40,000 starting off. Then you're working 12 hour days. I mean, mm -hmm. the life of an architect, you know, starting out is, is really, really rough, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't interested in um, that at that mm -hmm. point, you know, um, I wanted to be an architect probably since I was like in third or fourth grade. Yeah. I just thought it was real cool to design buildings. Right. Uh, so, um, I think we all built that uh, popsicle bridge when we was in uh, yeah, whatever yeah, class yeah. that was in school. Yeah, I thought that was dope, man. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then even looking at cities and how things are put together. on a, So I can talk about that. So I left that idea and um, I ended up coming back home during the summertime working with kids. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yo, this might be it. Kind of like not wanting to be a teacher but maybe I can like run a community center. Yeah. I, you know, kind of that impact. So there was a graduation of thought. So I started with the art. I got a degree in art actually. I'm a drawer by trade. Mm -hmm. And so I left there and then I went to, you know, the community school, I mean, a community center idea and it just kept building. And then I ended up in this position where I was just like, I don't know. This don't look right to me. Yeah. So this one day, one day, I tell you, this is one day. This lady, uh, this guy asked me because I was working at a community center. Uh, I was running an after-school tutoring program, mm -hmm. and um, there was this rally. Uh, I can't remember what the rally was centered around, but it was political. And um, they asked me to speak. They, meaning some of the participants in the tutoring program. But this had nothing to do with the tutoring program. It mm -hmm. was just a rally for the community. And they said, well, you'll be a good candidate to speak. You're from here. You're young. You're articulate. You know, the same, everything they say about black people that's educated. You know, you're articulate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, There's those, always those, those few uh, choice words that always yeah, come yeah, out. Buzzwords, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took the bait. I bet. I went. And... Um, after I got off the stage, I didn't stay up there for very long because I was, you know, I had stage fright. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, got off, and this lady, her name is Barbara Fredman. Never forget it. She rode up on me. I was on my way to my car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, and she says, stop. I said, stop? What do you mean, stop? Who are you? And she introduced herself. Nice looking lady. You know, very soft spirit. But she was aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um she was like, uh, you can do this. I said, do what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? 
Yeah. What is this? You know what I mean? You got to define this. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was just like, no, you can do this politics thing. I said, for who? Yeah. Yeah, now, seriously, I was you're, you're catching me off guard. So we went through the back and forth. We exchanged numbers. And she was just like very adamant. You can do this. And we went from one. She stayed with me for mm-hmm. a while, you know, in my ear. And, and, and just walked me through, you know, the idea of doing it. And then one day, it took off. Uh, mm-hmm. She got me to sign up for a seat. I think it was Sean Coleman. He was on the city council. Mm-hmm. Um, he had gotten another position. So there was a special election. Uh, she got me a sign up for it. I interviewed for it. And this is where the other part comes in at. Because I'm an athlete. I was an athlete all the way through college, right? I had four years of varsity college basketball. Yeah. So I have a problem with losing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I haven't I, met an athlete that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know what? I hate losing more than I like winning. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I ain't, I'm that type mm-hmm. of person. <laughs> yep. So this is what happened. I um, didn't know the real process of actually signing up for the seat. I understood the preliminary things, but I just, you know, kind of weak on the other end with the, with the actual process. Mm-hmm. So I um, <laughs> thought I had signed up, thought I had participated enough to, you know, be part of the election that was coming up. Uh, the, the filing deadline, I think it was that, that I think it was that Sunday, maybe, or that next Monday, but it was, I'm, I'm kind of hazy on the details, but it had already passed, or it was getting oh, ready man. to pass. Yeah. It was getting ready to pass. And I get a phone call from the chairman of the Democratic Party, and his name is Bush Morgan. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you this. And Bush said, hey, Henry. I said, yeah. He said, uh, I see that you were um, um, going to run for the seat. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm the party chairman and it's my ability to, and my responsibility to call you and let you know what's going on. I said, okay, I appreciate it. He said, well, Henry, I don't see your paperwork. I said, what paperwork? He said, the paperwork that you're supposed to fill out for the seat. I said, oh, what do you man. mean? He said, um, you're supposed to file. Did you file paperwork? I said, no, I thought that, I thought, this is me naive, being green. I thought that you guys, after the interview, because I was interviewed by you know, members of the city council that you guys are going to send me the paperwork that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, fast forward some years down the line, it, it's nothing like that. So he says, well, you know what, Henry, I don't have it. I said, well, do you, could you get it from me? You have the keys, I'm sure. Uh, Henry, we don't do that like that. Um, better, not, better luck next time. Oh, man. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That was Dang, it. Just, <laughs> better so, luck next that, time. that was Dang. his fault. <laughs> hey, that was his fault. <laughs> man. <laughs> better luck next time. Buddy. You know that word, buddy? You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we know what yeah, that means. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you said it to the wrong person. Right, right, right. Yeah. So once you got into office, what did it look like? Like, what is, no. say somebody is like, man, I want to go for an, to be an elected official to actually do something. What does like the day in the life look like? How tough is it? Well, it was really tough for me because I had no floor, right? Mm-hmm. So 
though some people are second generation, third generation, they walk in with money, their parents mm. have money or, you know, it's spread about, they're connected to this union or that union, they're connected to these businesses. So fundraising is not an issue. They're connected to voters already. So getting votes is not an issue. They are a party person or participant. So none of the things that they, you have to grab, the, you know, to put inside your bag, uh, it's not hard for them. As a matter of fact, they show up with a ready-made bag. Yeah. And so, yeah. So my, my, my time of getting made through this process was extremely difficult. Um, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a floor. I didn't have a constituency base. You understand what I'm saying? I had relationships. People knew my last name. They knew me from, you know, different things throughout the community and my parents, you know, that type of deal. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I didn't show up with any of that. And so that made it extremely hard for me to even like participate in a campaign mm -hmm. uh, through, through God's grace. Yeah. So Fish Fry was awesomely successful. Okay. And I was getting checks from different people that just thought it was a great idea that a young man at the age of uh, 25, I guess, like 25, mm -hmm. was actually accepting or taking on a, a role to do something for his community. Now, yeah. that sounds real powdery, like somebody could take some powder and just put it on my behind and say, yeah, you smell good. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds real, you know, nice, you yeah. know, because we're expecting you to lose, but we really like the way you're fighting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, throughout the process, you know, things happen, you know, in my favor. And I was blessed with the opportunity to, uh, to serve. But as far as a person that wants to get into this, if if you're not interested again, like I talked about desire earlier, if you're not interested in in, in really digging in, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be hard for you. Now, if you're interested in selling out, as people would you know coin it, oh man, they got seats for you everywhere. You mm -hmm. know, uh, <laughs> you know <I'm> serious. <laughs> but guess what? You're not your own person. You're no good yep. to anyone. You know, so you become a figurehead. Move. Only way you can move is the way they tell you to move. Yeah. You can do something or say something out loud because somebody told you you could. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've lost jobs. I've lost all kinds of things because of my votes and my stances on certain issues. Yeah. Hell, I was even pulled over at gunpoint by the police department after I voted against their budget. So, I mean, go figure, you know? Yeah. I, and I'm not saying all this to toot my own horn to scare anyone. These are realities. Right. These things happen, you know, mm -hmm. and so um, it just depends on what you want. Yeah. Like I said, if you want, you know, be somebody else's boy or pawn or puppet, they have a lot of seats that are open for people like you. Yeah. And, and look, look, and no judgment. Right. Seriously, no judgment. If, if you want to get in and, and, and shake the, you know, the trees and, and turn the boat over, then, you know, you can do that too, but mm -hmm. it's going to be difficult getting there. Yeah. And so the terrain is rough. Make sure you got uh, a, a, a pretty uh, thick and uh, large canteen on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, put, your, put some marching boots on and, and get it done. Yeah. That is one thing that I have, like, respected about you is that you're not afraid to say what needs to be said even if it goes against every grain that everybody else is doing, you will say it and do it. 
Well, that's what keeps me there. And that's how you get elected three times. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm I doing 25. So I spent four years out. I, you already know that. And those four years uh, was because I ran for mayor and I lost. And mm-hmm. so you had to sit out because I had my seat up. And so I came back without a problem. You know, yeah. I was a, you know, so, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the opportunity. You know, I'm just as grateful as I was then as I am now. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have to get, you know, reelected. People still saw something that they believed in and they said, hey, come on back. Let's get it done. Yeah. And that's what happened. So, yeah, yeah. you know, but I, I think I know that they know that they can trust me. Mm-hmm. They know that I'm going to make some moves. They know he's going to talk for me. He's going to speak up for me. They know those things. Mm-hmm. They know that he, he's unbought and unbought. Yeah. So they know what they're getting. So it's not kind of, it's not hard for them to say, hey, yeah, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do people need to look for in the leadership that they're electing to represent them? A person that's interested in listening. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably the first one. I don't need to know what your, your vision is for the area. Right. You know, that's, a, that's another conversation for another day. Um, if you're able to do this, that means you can serve people. That mm-hmm. means you can help people. But if you can't do this, you know you're not going to get anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's my biggest problem with a lot of leaders out there is that they're, they're on their own agendas. They don't yeah. listen to anything that the people are saying. They well, might listen to the people that are paying them. <laughs> but they don't listen to their actual, the people that they're actually supposed to represent. The people that's um, paying them? Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. the taxpayer's money. Yeah. You know, continues to rotate, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So how are you finding time to balance everything, like representing uh, family life, being a father and a husband? How do you balance it all? I didn't. You know, I, I learned the hard way. I really, I did. You know, I got, I got one heck of a story about that. Uh, that probably take me about two hours to go through. <laughs> yeah. But um, because it grabs you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you're not, again, that's what I said. I had no floor, so I had no mentors. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Nobody to say, look out for this, look out for that. It was just all trial and error, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I fell on my face a few times, you know, because. You don't know. You're you're you're, you're running after these things, man. I, I used to stay out of the house. I used to leave the house. Uh, had to be at work. I think about eight o'clock, and I wouldn't come home until about eight or nine o'clock. Oh, that's a full day. Yeah, that was like every day though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was every day. And then the weekends, you know. So it, it was rough. I'm thinking that I have to keep this pace mm-hmm. in order to, you know, be that person. And that was as false as a day is 24 hours long. Didn't yeah. have to the pace, but I didn't know that. So it took a while for me to um, figure out that, you know, I, I didn't have to keep with that pace. I didn't need to serve on all of these boards. I didn't need to go to all of these meetings. I didn't need, to, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can pick and choose yeah. uh, how I'm going to go about this. And so, um, like I said, I learned the hard way. You know, uh, you get a wife and a child at the house and you you, you ain't getting home until 9 o'clock at night. You know, right. and you, you're exhausted. You're no mm-hmm. good to anyone, you know. So, and, and, that, and I thought I had to do that. 
And I thought that she would understand that. No, nah, that didn't go down too well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I could understand that. It didn't go down too well. But even with that, you know, I'm fighting back. I got to do this. I got to do this, you know. It's for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that stuff, you know. Again, you didn't know. I didn't know. I mm -hmm. learned it. I got it. My grandmother used to say, when you buy you some sense, you, you, mm -hmm. you got it. You know, <laughs> you know, so um, I balance it now because I understand what the importance is on this side. I understand that this is not not necessarily and that's experience too. that this is not as important. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I catch up on this later on. So you kind of feel your way through it uh, and, and you figure out, you know, a priority list because mm -hmm. uh, people will lay anything at your feet. You know, they'll tell you, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. Or people even in a district will make you even feel like that, you know, it's your job to make sure that their water bill is paid this week. Yeah. Right. So, and, and then I felt like that I had to pay the water bill, you know, mm -hmm. or do something to make sure that you kept water. So, you know, there's a maturity thing that goes along with it as well. But, I, you know, I, I know a schedule now. Yeah. I know that and I'm still kind of kind of bad with this. I, I me and my phone <laughs> we're, we're almost inseparable, right? Because I'm always reading something, I'm always emailing something, I'm all, you know, there's a yeah. constant communication with me. I still haven't figured that one out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm at home a lot more. Um Amen. I'm I'm more accessible to my family, you know. I'm doing more activities. You know, my son's eleven now. And um, I think he asked my wife uh, probably about a month ago or a little less than that. He was just like, does daddy have a job? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so because he sees that she leaves the house and mm -hmm. she goes to where she's at, she comes back and it looks like she's been to work. Mm -hmm. I'm always with him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picking him up for school or I'm volunteering at his school. I, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm there, but I'm always available to him. So it doesn't look like that I'm at work. And yeah, I'm dude, I'm at work. That phone call you just heard, that was work. You know, that email I just got done sending, sending through, you know, while you were waiting on me to take off in the car, that was work. You know, all of these other things, this meeting I'm going to that you sit in the back of the room, doing your homework at, that was work, you know. So I'm working while I'm with you or while you're with me. And so he, he doesn't necessarily get that yet. Uh, he's getting it now, though. Because every time I am doing I do something, I say, that's work. <laughs> exactly. Nice. This, this is work here, too, partner. <laughs> so do you get him involved at all in what you do? No, yeah, if he with me, he's, uh, he's involved. Um, but I, I, I'll allow that to work his work itself out. He's picking up on it. He understands it. Uh, he was talking about uh, President Trump yesterday to some of his friends. He was talking about some stuff that I didn't even know. You know, really? Yeah, it checked out. It was true. You know, so he's catching on to it. I mean, he doesn't have any choice to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Some legacy stuff over here, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, that is so. And these young people are so on fire. I, I'm thinking back when I was like that age or in school, I was worried about 
the next pair of shoes I was going to get. Yeah, man. You know, and I was too. And I, you know, and that was the great part about being a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you didn't have to worry about it. But the thing is, I think that we all need to know it, not worry about it. Know right. it. And yeah, know, yeah. Where it, you know where it fits in on your priority list. Mm-hmm. So what should we be doing now, would you say, in the wake of George Floyd, um, yeah. in the make of Aubrey? What should we be doing right now as far as like us personally, with our families, with our children, what should we be doing? Um, discussing with them the dynamics, uh, the racial dynamics, the breakdown, uh, uh, what we should and what should we should believe about um, what family is. Uh, I had a partner, he has a podcast that he does uh, and, and it's over the internet and you know how that works out. And they were talking about the next steps and what people should be doing and why black America is the way it is. And I just respectfully submitted, you know, a couple of comments, excuse me. The family is the most important thing and building block of any culture. If you don't have family and something to pull from to catapult you to help you reach to a higher level, not only yourself and, and whoever you're around is in trouble, but the community itself becomes fragmented as well. Uh, we can only produce greater outcomes for our culture and, and our community when we have strong families in play. Once we are family oriented and strong within our families, we have the ability to um, uh, control our area, what goes in, what goes out, you know, what happens, what shouldn't happen. So we have to start having a discussion about what it means to be unified in a family, you know, uh, environment. Now, people will say, well, the family has changed. It's no longer the nuclear family, what we were taught, you know, the dad, the mom, the two kids, the girl, and the boy. Um, it's changed. It's not that anymore. I beg to differ. It hasn't changed. We've changed. We've accepted uh, an idea that, you know, this and this and this go together and this is the family. Nah, uh-uh, mm -hmm. that and this doesn't go together. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. go together because you said what goes together. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm going to tell you what goes together, you know. And so we have to get back to a point where we are having a valuable discussion with our kids about building family. Yeah. The moment we are able to pass that along and pass that down and they can receive it, we can talk about money. We can talk mm -hmm. about the way money flows. We can talk about school education, how it's going to impact your life. We can, we can talk about politics. Yeah. We can talk about athletics. We can have a discussion. We can figure out how we are going to support each other through this so we get a, a, a greater harvest. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Amen. But the moment, but the, but the moment that we we feel like that we're on this track by ourselves, we're fragmented, and we're on this all this kamikaze stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the moment that we do not fulfill the assignment that we are here and we've been sent here to do. Oh man, kamikaze stuff! I, 
Well, yeah. it is. I mean, I mean, so like, did you watch the Bulls? That that uh, thing that they had with Jordan, the, the Last Dance. Yeah, the documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there were a lot of things to take away from that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the maturation of the Bulls from the time that he got there to the time that he, you know, started going crazy. You know, yeah. he was always good. That that wasn't a problem. It was winning. You know, and how did that? Uh, you know, part. How did that become a part of you know his repertoire? Yeah. And so we we and I'm going to talk about the black community really quick. We are really quick to tell our child to be the man on the basketball court, the football field, wherever. Right. Mm-hmm. Be the loudest. Be number one. We never express to them that you need a team. <laughs> yeah. You need support. You need help. You can't do this on your own. Mm-hmm. We never teach them how to build a network that's going to support them. Yeah. A community. And then, and then when they bring a friend home, we look at the friend's side eye trying to figure out who their people are to make sure that that child had, that child had been taught good morals so we got to kick them out. No, 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 no. I need that child at my house a lot more. You know mm-hmm. why? Because that child interfaces with my child every day. I don't want my child to be in some stuff that they shouldn't be in because that's their friend. So they're they're together. I, I'm right. not with them 24-7. So I, so I have to like start, you know, um, impressing upon that friend, investing in that friend so that I know my child and that other child are not going to make some decisions that's going to cost them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Again, family. Community, you know, bridging these gaps. Yeah. And we have to be responsible for that. We can't, you can't, the people next door, you can't do that anymore. I mean, yeah, yeah you can, but you see the results. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Man, that's some good stuff right there. That's some wisdom. Because I know for a while when my daughter started getting older, I'm like, okay, this person can't come over, that person can't yeah, come over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I had to flip my mindset just like you did. I'm like, hmm, she gonna yeah. hang out with him regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know which ones they go hang around with. You mm-hmm. you know that. You know it ain't everybody that they bring around you, but mm-hmm. but you know which ones you know is gonna happen, and you're gonna have to embrace that in a way that uh, say, you know, I'm gonna treat you like my child mm-hmm. when I get around you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna talk to you like my child. I right. have to challenge you the way that I'm going to challenge my child because I want the best out of you mm-hmm. because your best is going to impact my child. Right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And your worst is going to impact my child. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how would you say, um, like we're both black fathers and we're all witnessing and we have to keep teaching our children how do how would you say you teach your children to be aware of going be aware of what's going on but not to instill hatred or fear in them that's hard um because they are children they're very impressionable um my son i you know what i haven't really figured that out i don't know if there's even a boilerplate answer for that Mm -hmm. um when the conversation comes up, I participate in it. Um, when he asks questions, I answer to the best of my ability. Um, but I think, you know, the the, the 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 easiest thing and the best thing to do is to walk with your child through it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because your child's paying attention to how you react to it. 
which will mm-hmm. obviously give them an idea of how they should react to it. Um, so I, I don't have a um, boilerplate answer for that. Um, you just take it as it comes, you know, and you, and you do your best to adjust to the good, bad, and also to the ugly, you know. Yeah. Uh, so oh, now, you know, we 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 um, he's older now, getting older. He's eleven. He'll be twelve in September. And so, you know, now the teenage thing comes into play and there's a lot more discussions about, you know, other stuff. And so we have to be, you know, uh, as open as we can and be very clear, too. Yeah, I'm very clear. Like, you know, this is something that you can't do or this is something that you are allowed to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are boundaries that have been set there. So when it relates to uh, George Floyd or... Um, to anyone, for that matter, you know, it's like, yo, uh, that was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there, you know, we can play the color thing, you know, and, and you know that that's a you know a different set of discussion points, but wrong is wrong, right is right, you mm-hmm. know. Um, he stays in front of a a, a, a faith leader uh, daily, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, he has a prayer life, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so there are other things that are built into this discussion, you know, that yeah. helps support him in his growth spiritually, physically, and mentally. So uh, those are things that I know to do because that's how I grew up. Right. And so I think it worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it worked for me. You know, I'm still, you know, I, you know, I'm not a perfect person, but there, I, I do have a foundation that I can pull from, and I have some things there that I believe that are good, you know, yeah. and that offer to the world. So, and, and that's what I'm, I'm giving to him. Amen. And that's a that's an interesting segue because I have a buddy who, who, he is really big in the church. He is spirit filled, but he believes that he could never serve in a political function because of his faith. That's how nuts. are you? How are you That's able nuts. to bring them both together? That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, I, I challenge people on that. You know, and they go find some piece of verse in the Bible to like sustain or, or to. It says the government is on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. That's what it says in the book, right? It says the yeah. government rests on his shoulders. He said that when he died on the cross, he gave you dominion of the earth. Mm-hmm. So if you put those two together, why am I going to sit in the earth realm and allow somebody that is devil-filled tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. That don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it don't. It don't make any sense. So I'm just going to pray this change through. It's not coming out the sky anymore. That's already mm-hmm. been done. That's over with, right? You mm-hmm. know? So it's incumbent upon me as a Christian to get involved. That's so good. there's there's no other way. Mm-hmm. It, and I think hard. some people get confused. They're still waiting for the miracles out of the sky when God might be happened. opening up. Yeah, He's opening up things for you here. It's he's opening happened. up opportunities. Yeah, it's already happening. It's been given to you. That's what the books say. Now, you know, if you're reading something different, then we can't have this discussion. Right. That books say these things are afforded to you mm-hmm. so hey check this out Artie. that's what's up <laughs> <Let's get this. laughs> yeah 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 
Man, and that's, that's always a... Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Yeah. And it's always an interesting discussion when you start talking about religion and politics and bringing them together and the separation. And... But the Bible is full of those discussions. Every mm-hmm. story in there is based upon a political movement, a king, a pharaoh, you know, those people. And then there was this... Um, there was the Pharisees, these Sadducees, those are the preachers, right? Talk mm-hmm. about, I don't talk about it. Oh, I'll shoot, then, break it down. And then, and then, no, and then you have these God chosen figures. You have a David, you have a Moses. None of those God fear, uh, uh, figures, uh, those, those people, those leaders that helped redefine the course of history where they were at, they weren't preachers. Mm-hmm. Many of them were not, they were civic leaders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, they were. They were civic leaders. Now, they may not have been elected leaders, mm-hmm. but they were civic leaders. They came out of your Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. They were civic leaders. Mm-hmm. He didn't trust his word to be carried out from those who were preaching in these synagogues and these you know, temples. Right. You know, he went in the temple and was turning over tables. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Yep. It wasn't nothing nice about it. You know, you guys are defaming my father's name. Mm-hmm. This is not the order of the kingdom. Get out. Yeah. And so the church wasn't carried out in a building or a church, was it? It was carried out by Christ in his walk throughout the earth. Yeah. That's what the yeah. books say. Right. <laughs> True. Teaching say. Now, I wasn't, Henry was born in 1979. <laughs> so, I, that, a little bit after, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I have nothing to dispute. But historical text, based upon what we have, says mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And so that's how it works out. Yeah, yeah. My fault for believing and reading, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So where would you, where do you feel is the place of the church in all the protests and all the uproar? The church needs to be the loudest thing out there. The church needs to be there defining uh, the standard that we should be living and exist with. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be front line. Should be mm-hmm. front line. Should be front line. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a church here locally. I just read an article. It was earlier today, actually. Um, they pay for their uh, members' uh, medical bills. Oh, I think I uh, like a million. Yeah, dollars. I read that. Yeah, there was a million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. church. Now, somebody. Oh, hang on. We lost your sound. Can you hear me? See? Oh, there we go. We back. All right. We could. We back. Yeah. But I have asked this question before of some uh, ministers here, locally pastors to churches, say, what's the storehouse? And I mean, you're talking about an argument? Oh my God, it, dude! You talking about coming to fisticuffs? You know, and, and, and the storehouse is 
of the kingdom. Of the kingdom, the, the, the people are able to feed off the storehouse. I, look, it's in the book, man. <laughs> yeah. And so then, as the biblical text, it says that they brought wheat, barley, all those things, right? You know, to the storehouse, because that was their tithe. That was their sacrifice. So people were able to feed from that which was bought into the storehouse. Well, times have changed, right? So now mm -hmm. we're a little bit more uh, money-driven, right? Credit-driven. But it makes no difference. It's the same type of sacrifice, the same type of offering, right? Mm -hmm. So when we can talk about the storehouse, paying for people's medical bills, that's the storehouse, right? Um, taking care of people's um, mortgages, that's the storehouse. If I'm investing in something, I, there's supposed to be a return. Mm -hmm. That's the storehouse. And that's how the kingdom of God operates. Mm -hmm. It's not an and an or type thing. This is the storehouse. Mm -hmm. Oh, Henry, you trying to make sure some of these preachers don't even, you know, a lot of them ain't got no jobs. This is their job. And so that's how we pay their salary. Great. They feed from the storehouse as well. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're not supposed to get anything there, but your number one priority and goal as a servant here in this lane is to make sure your flock is taken care of. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right? I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I guess this is all an interpretation as well, too, right? <laughs> Truth, exactly. And also culture, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Man, well, I just looked down and saw that uh, we rolling up on time, but I just wanted to get uh, one more thing up out of you before we wrap up. What is, what would you say is something that would break, what is a forward step for us from this point here where we are now with everything that's going oh, on? Man. What would a forward step look like for us? Oh man, check this out. Check this out. You better ask for everything that you want right now. And you're supposed to demand everything that you need right now. And I'm talking to uh, Black America. Mm -hmm. This is the time, right? There has never been in the history of Henry Davis Jr., 79, right? <laughs> that we have ever had an opportunity to be as vocal and as bold as we can be to mm -hmm. get exactly what we're looking for. Don't miss this opportunity. This, it's ripe for it. Man, we got people out there, man, white people, like, you know, they setting up their own, like, human gates to protect other black Dude, what? This is your opportunity. Mm -hmm. Let's make it happen. Um, people's ear are soft to you. They're hearing you. They can, they can see you. I mean, you got some of those people out there that still think you're invisible. I, but right now, the mm -hmm. world is watching what black America wants and need. Dude, you better get to ask for everything and including the kitchen sink. Man, come on. <laughs> man, come we, on. We're going for the whole remodel. Man, why not? It's being remodeled. Yep. It's being remodeled. Why not? I'm asking for everything. You know, so right now, I'm, I'm asking for a citizen's review board now. You know, we mm -hmm. need different uh, police di disciplinary metrics, you know, with the police department. We need more black officers. I mean, I'm just talking about that right now. I can talk about other things as well. Mm -hmm. We need more investment in our communities. We got to get rid of these school deserts. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Our yep. school corporation. Look, man, come on. I'm asking for everything. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I? Being bold. 
why, why it's open for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like somebody tell you to go in Macy's and get what you want, and you and, and guess what you do? Just walk <laughs> through, gingerly looking at the racks. Man, what? <laughs> I'm grabbing. I don't I'm even know. Everything. I'm grabbing everything. 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 That, look, it may not even be for me. My size. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know somebody that can use it, dog. I know somebody else can use it, man. And the stuff that is not, I can't give away, that's going on eBay. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. We we going to make something out of it, yeah, dog. Man. Not this, man. And that's what we're, we've been allowed to see. And that's the type of environment we're living in right now. Yeah, it's rough. It's nasty. It's sickening. It's disgusting. You are absolutely right. As a matter of fact, you know, I... You know, I've been hunted down like that. Uh-uh. No, I, I, there's nothing on my end that I can say that makes this sound good, you know, the stuff that we're going through. But, you know, after winter comes spring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, buckle down, man, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, put your head down if you have to and keep walking. But never – in the history of the modern era have we had opportunities like this mm-hmm. and, and i and i and this is not to ex- exclude anyone I'm, I'm i'm just talking about one demographic within the united states of america this is the time that you you demand what you want this Amen. this is it this is it there's no other reason why this is happening yeah yeah it actually fell out the sky <laughs> yeah, man. Think about it, it. It's a new season. Yeah, it actually fell out the sky. So, I, look, I'm about to ask for everything. <laughs> that's what's up. That is what's up, man. I'm. That's why I'm glad I, you were one of the first person I thought of that I need to reach out and talk to when everything started going down. Because I know you would keep it real. All right, man. We'll have fun, man. Yes, we'll sir. Yes, sir. So, for all of those locally here with us, how can they reach you if they have any questions? Man, my email is councilmandavis at gmail.com. Councilmandavis at gmail.com. My office number is uh, same area code 574 235 5983. 574 235 5983. Social media, I'm all over that. Facebook is Henry Davis Jr. Um, I got a couple pages on there, so you can always inbox me. Uh, I have Twitter. I am at I am Henry Davis Jr. I have uh, uh, Instagram as well. So I, you know, I'm out there. Just mm-hmm. I don't mean to be funny or anything, but if you Google my name or Google me, you'll be able to find some of those links to those different mm-hmm. things to get in contact with me. So I, I'm not hard to find. Uh, I'm usually around. That's what's <laughs> up. That is what's up. And uh, if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to them. You can reach out to me at james at jamesthespeaker.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at jamesthespeaker.com. Man, we just trying to make some moves and ask for whatever we want in this season, doggone it. Demand it. It's yours. And, and I also have a, I have a web page. It's henrydavisjr.com, www.henrydavisjr.com. So, yeah. You can, you'll be able to find – go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm available. Yes, sir. And you'll be able to find that link below in the description bar. Check out Henry Davis. Look and see what he's got going on in the community. Um, Just follow him. He's real on fire. He keeps it real. And he is for the people. 
Thanks. And, and I greatly appreciate you coming on today's episode of the podcast, man. man. I appreciate it, man. I thank you for the opportunity, man. I really do. I value it. Thank you. Yeah, most definitely. Well, everybody, again, I thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Proud Dads Presents podcast. You can check us out, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Podbean, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. We're having a meaningful conversation that is made to equip, uplift, and inspire. Everybody, y'all have a good evening. Enjoy your families, and we out.